0: Good. And a very pleasant good afternoon, everyone, from Northmont High School, the Thunderdome. It's high school basketball on GymCitySports.com and BrookvilleSports.com. Uh, it's a little fast here tonight, although it's only being heard on Sports. We're going to be part on Brookville Sports sometime down the road. Today, it's a section of final between the Dixie Greyhounds and the Tri-Village Patriots. I can tell you, and the game just completed... Trevor Shawnee knocked off sales by the score of 50 to 42. Now, most people will, uh, by the seeding, that is actually, let's see, Versailles was the seventh seed, Sarney the second seed, so that was not an upset, the favorite one by the seeding. However, knowing the history of high school basketball in this state, sales been beat in the sectional tournament, that is a surprise. So, that's for for Sales. Now, knocked out of the tournament, and Pebble Sony rolls on. They ended up with a record of, um, let's see, they were 19 and 3 in the regular season. They're now 21 and 3. And they will advance to play the winner of uh, the Anna Miami East game, which was played last night. And for the life of me, I can't remember what, I believe uh, Miami East won that game. So they will play the Miami East Vikings next week. Of course ours, the winner will play Greenview, who won their sectional last night. Dixie is 19-5. and Tri-Village is also 19-5. and They played in the regular season, and Tri-Village won 56-42 on the strength of a 16 to 3 fourth quarter. It was a one point game going into the fourth quarter. Delighted to have you along with us. I want to thank my fine sponsors. It includes Music Automotive in downtown Brookville, Thrusting Sun Home Improvement in, in Brookville, Lifetime Embroidery in Brookville, and Public Publicow in Miamisburg. Now how did Dixie get here? Well, they won a thrilling overtime against the Range Spartans. Spartans. Well, they went Valid and the game was tied with 15.7 seconds to go on a Connor Hawk free throw. Then Dixie stopped Waynesville, and they went into overtime. We did record on my tape recorder that particular overtime period, and we are going to come back to that and go right to that. In fact, we're just going to go right to it right now. Let's go to the overtime period booked between Dixie and Wainsville Tuesday night. We
1: record all the...
0: And in the overtime, first possession, Waynesville turns it over, and Dixie comes down, drive by Huffman. Put up and no good. And out of bounds, he loses the ball, and it goes to the Waynesville Spartans. 3.35 to go. In the overtime, this game tied at 43. Waynesville will bring it down court. The ball behind the back and between the circles was Warren. He goes over to the left side to Potter. Potter, one dribble. Goes back to the right side. With it is Warren. Warren swings it outside to Sizer. Sizer gets the ball again. They get it out to Elliott at the top of the key. Elliott with the ball above his hand. Williamsville moving right to left. They get the ball back out front to Warren as they take their time. Trying to get it down low. Ball's knocked loose and picked up and grabbed and laid in by Isaac. And Waynesville takes a 45-43 lead at the 250 mark here. And here comes Dixie back the other way with the ball on the right-hand side for the Greyhounds is Luke Miller. Ball batted out of bounds but last touch by the Spartans. And Dixie will bring it in at the 241 mark. It'll be in front of the Dixie bench. To any honors will be Luke Miller. Miller goes out front to Cole Huffman. Huffman holding the ball. dribbling it goes right side, but it is Miller. Miller goes top of the key to Stevenson. Stevenson fakes right, goes left, picks up the dribble at the free throw line. Swings it back, and now Stevenson launches a three and nails it. And Stevenson's three gives Dixie a 46-45 lead, two twenty-two to go. And now a tramble called on Waynesville down at the other end, and Brookville and uh, rather Dixie will have the ball inbounds in front of the Dixie crowd, and Dixie leading forty-six to forty-five. Waynesville scored the first basket of the overtime, but Dixie has since got a three from Stevenson, and Cole Huffman driving across the timeline is fouled and. Huffman will go to the line. He will have the one-on-one at the two-minute-and-sixteen-second mark. Into the game for the Spartans comes Tanner Hatmaker. Cole Huffman at the line for the Dixie Greyhounds, 46-45, Dixie, 2 216 le- left on the clock. Huffman bends his knees, lets it go, and perfect, nothing but net, and it is now 47-45 in favor of Dixie. Huffman will have a second opportunity here. Steps up to the line, one dribble, lets her rip. And he makes it, and Dixie leads at forty a forty five three point greyhound lead two fourteen to go here in overtime. Across the timeline is Hatmaker. He spins it out. Long shot by Elliott. No good. Rebound underneath by Dixie. And here come the Greyhounds. Cole Huffman in the backcourt. Dribbling across the timeline. Swings it over to the right side. They get it back out to Luke Miller and back out to Cole Huffman. And Dixie spreads the court back to Miller. Miller spins with it, goes to the left side, Stevenson with the ball, out near the center circle, now he comes up the left wing, turns, goes back to the timeline to Huffman, and Cole Huffman penetrates into the free throw lane, goes it over into the left corner, and launching a three, and burying it for the Greyhounds was Luke Miller, and it's 51-45 at the 125 mark. And down court, we got a whistle and we got a turnover. A char- an offensive foul on Lanesville, And Dixie will come back with a six point lead and a minute 22 to go here in overtime, 51 45. They have scored eight unanswered points. And now the ball's loose on the court, stolen, and now a fight for the ball as two players jump on it, one for each team. It'll be a held ball. And Dixie will get it. Underneath the Waynesville basket, they have to go the length of the court. The Spartans will be pressing. Fifty-one forty five. Dixie one sixteen to go in overtime. Dixie trailed by ten points in the third quarter in this game. Down court in a hurry. Huffman crossed the timeline. Dribbles up left side and he is fouled, but there's no a timeout called by the Greyhounds, Nick Worley, with a minute 10 to go, and Dixie will go to the bench. Let's review what happened. It was at one point in the third quarter, 32-22 in favor of Waynesville, and then Dixie took a timeout. And coming out of that, Stevenson hit a three pointer at the 223 mark to make it 3225. Waynesville came back. A basket by Sizer made it 3425. Stevenson hit three free throws as he was fouled on a three point shot, made it 34 28, and then a lay in at the buzzer by Nick Warren in the third quarter. Made it 3628 Waynesville at the end of three. Huffman scored with 651 to go on a drive and a free throw and it was 36-31 in the 4th quarter then a basket by Potter made it 38-31 Huffman made, scored on a drive for the Greyhounds at 38-33 then Parker made a lay in and it was 38-35 at the four twenty mark once again scoring was Justin Potter and it was 40-35 then Stevenson got a lay in to make it 40-37 to and then after that it was a free throw by Sizer, and that made it 41 37. Stevenson scored in the lane at the 302 mark to make it 41 39. Then at the 159 mark, once again, Sizer came through. He got a basket. And that made it 43 to 39. Stevenson hit a free throw to make it 43 40 at the 116 mark. At the 42.9 second mark, Huffman was fouled. He hit two free throws to make it 43 42. Then uh, Waynesville missed the front end of a 1 1 with 37 seconds left. Then Connor Hawk, with 15.7 seconds to go, made a free throw to make it 43 43. And then That was uh, Waynesville missing a desperation shot to send it into overtime. And then since that point, as you know, the first basket came by the Isaac Elliott of Waynesville to give the Spartans at that time a 45-43 lead. Then at the 2.30 mark, Stevenson hit a three-pointer to make it 46-45 in favor of Dixie. At the 2.16 mark, Connor Hawk two free throws, or uh, Huffman, rather, made two free throws to make it 48-45. Then with a minute and a half to go, a three-pointer by Luke Miller from the left corner made it 51-45. At the 59-second mark, Huffman, or Marker, went to the line, and he hit two free throws. Well, we're coming up to that point. A minute, ten to go, and Dixie will have it inbounds. Dixie leading 51-45. They will have the ball at the mid-court stripe, and the ball will come in, and Dixie gets it in the backcourt and dribbles it up across the timeline. Clock going to minute eight. Here comes Huffman. Ball batted away, but retrieved in the corner by Marker. And now Marker is fouled at the 59.6 second mark. And Marker will go to the line for the one
2: and
0: one Actually, it's now the 10th team foul. So Marker will go to the line for two free throws. The right-hander will fire away here. Dixie up by six, and he lines it and flies it and buys it, and it is a 52-45 Greyhound seven-point lead. He will get the second attempt into the game. Comes Warren for the Spartans. Second free throw is on its way. And Austin Marker hits it. And Dixie leads 53-45. Dixie by eight. Town court. Here is Elliott the free throw line, goes down low, and the ball's intercepted by Huffman, and he delivers it up court, and Dixie down in the hurry, here's a layup, way alone is Stevenson, and he makes the layup, and it's 55-45 at the 37-second mark, three taken by the Spartans, no good, rebounded, fought four in the corner, and off of Dixie. And Waynesville will bring it in, up, trailing by 10 at 55-45. So since the 32-22 score, Dixie has outscored Waynesville 33-13. to And since it was 43-39, to it is now a... run by the Greyhounds. In fact, the Greyhounds have scored 12 unanswered points. Leading 55-45 here in before the overtime. Swinging back it out front and a long three taken by the Spartans. No good. Fight for the rebound. Goes into the corner out of bounds. Dixie gets it. 25 seconds to go. 55-45, 55-45, Dixie. Get the ball in bounds, and Huffman is fouled. And Cole Huffman, with 22.2 seconds to go, will go to the free throw line. And Dixie up by ten, and they will advance and take on the Tri Village Patriots, and that'll be Saturday. The scheduled time would be at 2:30, but. We'll see what happens. That could change. But Huffman with the first of two, no good as it spins out. Greyhound Bench is standing. They're ready to celebrate a tournament victory. Second free throw is good, and it's 56-45. 13 straight points for Dixie. Baseline drive. Stop and a pop from 15. No good. Rebound on the court. Knocked out of bounds. It's off of Dixie. We have 15 seconds, 16 seconds left in the game. And Waynesville making substitutions. Dixie will make substitutions. And the Greyhounds will continue to go on and win this game. And they will advance. Two tournament victories for the Dixie Greyhounds. They had not won a tournament game since 2014 until they knocked off Brookville last week. And that victory over Brookville, 54-37. to 37. Dixie led from the second quarter on, and here's a long three. It's up off the rim, hits the time clock behind. There's six seconds left in the game, and Dixie... We'll win the game. The Dixie Greyhounds with six seconds to go will bring it in. And Cole Hoffman will dribble it out. And the Dixie Greyhounds have defeated the Waynesville Spartans by the final score of 56-45 in overtime. And Dixie with the final 13 points of the game all in overtime. And ending the game on a 17-2 run after trailing 43-39. And welcome back here to Northmont uh, High School. We're delighted to have you along with us as Northmont will be hosting this sectional championship game between Dixie and Tri-Village. Tri-Village, well, they've won two games in this tournament, and all of them, both of them, very, very easily. Dixie, on the other hand, beat Brookville by 19, and then Waynesville in overtime, as you just heard, the end of that game. As far as Tri-Village... Well, no, no surprise there. They're in D three after spending so many years in D four. They've moved up to D three. They knocked off Houston with a running clock, and they knocked off Northwestern with a running clock. So they've not even been challenged in the postseason. And as I said, they're eighteen and they're nineteen and five. We'll be back with more after these messages. Music Automotive in Brookville is the place to go for all your vehicle's maintenance and repair needs. Music's located at 402 Hay Avenue features a digital inspection process where it shows you, the customer, everything their expert mechanic sees. Music Automotive is open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Just give them a call at 937-833-2886 or go online at musicautomotive.com.
3: Since 1960, Thrush and Son has grown to become one of the most trusted names in home improvement. In an industry where 94% closed their doors within 10 years, Thrush and Son has stood the test of time for three generations. As an award-winning GAF Master Elite Roofing Contractor, roof projects can be started within a week and completed in one or two days. If your home has storm damage or it's time for a new roof, siding, or windows, see why over 30,000 homeowners have chosen to trust in Thrush. In Brookville, Lebanon, Troy, and Urbana, that's thrushandson.com.
0: And Lifetime Embroidery in Brookville Your one-stop shop for custom apparel School apparel and any embroidery on clothing and vinyl Lifetime Embroidery 227 Market Street in Brookville has excellent artists They do the custom embroidery work at their facility Right in downtown Brookville They're open Tuesday through Friday from 10 to 6 Saturday from noon to 6 Call 937-833-2676 Or go to com. As I mentioned, these two teams Dixie and Tri-Village are both in the members of the Western Ohio Athletic Conference. Tri-Village won the earlier meeting, 56-42. That game was at Tri-Village, and it was a one-point game going into the fourth quarter, 40-49. But Tri-Village outscored Dixie, 16-3 in the final period, to go on and win, 56-42. Both these teams are 19-5. and Tri-Village finished eight, uh, 10-1. ...in the WOAC, Pebble Shawnee, the ROAC champions, just won. Tri-Village finished second. Dixie finished third. So the WOAC with three teams in the sectional finals. Not bad for their second year of existence. And three of them in D3 basketball. Pretty good representation. Tri-Village averages 65.8 points a game. And allows 41.5. Dixie, it's 56.6 and 46.6, respectively. Doug Brown is my engineer, and we'll be popping in from time to time talking about stuff. And, Doug, always fun to be in the section of finals. At, you know, you to that point where you're one of the top, uh, if you can win, you're one of the top thirty two teams in
1: the state, as it were. Yeah, and, and Dixie has not seen this uh, in a long time. That, I don't know where their, uh, their uh, crowd is, their, their students. but I, Oh, there they are, down at the end. Yeah. that You're seeing more students here than they've had in a, in a long time in a game. Good representation so, by exactly. the crowd, and uh, those that that community of New Lebanon is very excited about this team right now. Nineteen and five—you don't get that. Uh, it, that's not easy to get to, but when they've got they've gotten there though, and they're there. Nick, they, Nick, and they got a tough they got a tough test against Charlestown. Yeah. though.
0: Rick Waller uh, took over the program and did not win a game his first year, but he's in his fourth season. He's turned that program around. They bel- right. they believe in him. That's the thing. They, oh, he gets along well with the kids and so he's got some talent. And they've ended up in 19-5 and five this year. Certainly exactly what they wanted to be. And they're in a position where they wanted to be. They have not won two tournament games since 2012. And that's going to be... Uh, that's been a long time exactly. since they were 2012. And that's the last time that they won two tournament games. And we'll see what they do. One of our fine sponsors is Bennett's Public House. Great food, great uh, fun. Go to the Bennett's Public House, 67 South Main Street in Miamisburg. Lots of big screen TV's to watch your favorite college or sports, pro sports team. That would include UD. That would include Xavier. That would include Cincinnati. Cincinnati Bearcats, and even the Cincinnati Reds, as they are starting spring training baseball today, and the baseball getting in the way out in Arizona. Now, now
1: they're taking on my voice, so...
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. The Cleveland Guardians. That's right. Which are what That's what we will refer to as the Indians. <laughs> <laughs> A great food, great fun, Bennett's Public Owl, 937-866-4200, or go online to com. Well... We're also planning on BrookvilleSports.com, and through Jim City Sports, we're going to be doing some high school uh, spring sports, baseball and softball as we get going, and again, we had technical issues on the BrookvilleSports.com broadcast engine, and we're going to be trying to resolve that. They're really strange how that's worked right. up, but we're going to try to figure that out, but my thanks to JimCitySports.com and Jim City and Doug, for being so kind as to allow us to kind of simulcast, as it were, between BrookfieldSports.com and JimCitySports.com.
1: All right, now I ain't got nothing to do.
0: <laughs> How are you doing? You, doing we all it. did. We did note that you had a heart attack and that you are recovering. I know you're doing two daily shows.
1: Yeah, well, actually, I'm down to one now. Okay. But, uh, yeah, two, uh a daily show. It's going to air at 10 o'clock at night. We're going to go over the all the scores that happened uh, the day of the show. And then at the end of it, we're going to go... Uh, talk about the schedule for the next day. And uh, when you get to Friday you got a lot of stuff going on on the weekends. You know?
0: Well, I know that I'll be representing Jim City Sports down at the two state tournaments that the University of Dayton Arena will host, the boys and girls, and I'm looking forward to that.
1: Maybe, one of the, maybe uh, Dixie will be in there. Maybe Tri-Village will be in there.
0: You never know. You never know. Tri-Village was a Final Four team last year and was finished as state runner-up in D4. They moved up to D3 this year, and we'll see what happens. The teams are getting their final instructions, their final warm-ups, and we're going to have the starting lineups here in just a moment. Now we'll turn things over to you. And I thank you very much. <laughs> it's Brookville and Dixie, or Brookville and Dixie. Dixie, uh, see? see, yeah, yeah. That's you not can't all... get away from that. Now you're you're going to say
1: it again. You're oh, gonna... I
0: know I will. It's Tri Village and Dixie.
1: Well, thank goodness Tri Village is not wearing
2: blue jerseys.
0: Yeah, well, the Patriots are wearing their white with their Patriots on the front, blue numerals, and blue and red trim. Dixie in their road gray uniforms with uh, Greyhounds on the front and in gray and white numerals and black and white trim around the side. Dixie will move left to right to start this game and Tri-Village will move right to left. Josh Sagaster is the coach of the Tri-Village Patriots. He is assisted by Mick Sagaster and Mike DeLong. uh, The uh, Dixie Greyhounds, Nick Worley and Les Hypes are their head coaches and Nick Worley down on one knee and giving some final instructions to his team as they get ready to roll here against the Tri-Village Patriots. Again, during the regular season, it was uh, Tri-Village that won 56-42. Both these teams have five losses, and in both cases, four of those five losses were road games.
1: But now it's a neutral court.
0: Yes, now it's a neutral court. Dixie's only loss at home was to Springfield Shawnee. Tri-Village's only loss at home was to Troy Christian.
1: Troy Christian's a pretty good team. So They're well coached with by Ray
0: Zawatsky Jr. Yes, and uh, that's a very, very good team. So there's some background on both these teams, and we'll see uh, what they do. They're going through the usual pregame announcements. Had an exciting game here, and Versailles getting beat by Preble Shawnee. I think it was 50, what was that final? 50-42, to 50-42 to 42 to get Preble Shawnee to advance. And Preble Shawnee moves on to take on Miami East. The winner of this game will take on Greenview down at out of, down out of the Ohio Heritage Conference at the University of Dayton Arena either Thursday or Friday, depending on games being played.
1: And, you know, I'm, I'm happy to see Preble Shawnee doing what they're doing because when they moved from the Swivel to the WOAC, their they're, they're sports have really ballooned up.
0: They've done great in all sports. They have done real well. And for the most part, it's been a good fit for Dixie. Yeah. Now, don't look at football, Dixie. No. Not been good for Dixie in football, but it's been good the other way.
1: Hey, don't get me wrong when I say this, but uh, Dixie may be may be down right now, but don't count them out because that that program is going to come up. You watch.
0: Yep. All right. Here's the starting lineups. First for the Dixie Greyhound, six foot three senior O.M. Stevenson, averaging 10.1 points and 4.0 rebounds a game. Six-foot-two-inch senior Connor Hawk, 9.7 points and 8.8 rebounds a game. Also starting is Luke Miller, 11.2 points and 2.5 rebounds a game. Cole Huffman, 10.3 points and 2.9 boards a game. And Ethan Morgan averaging 5.1 points and 6.6 rebounds a game. Or correction, make that Mike Emmerich, 3.7 points, 1.3 rebounds a game. Ethan Morgan did not play the first time they played, and he's one of their regular players. And now for the Tri-Village Patriots, they start Dalton DeLong, 6-foot senior, 9.5 points and 2.3 rebounds. Wilson Suggs, a one senior, 14.7 points and 2.4 boards. A six-two junior, Tanner Prince, 5.8 points and 1.8 rebounds a game. And Justin Finkbein, a 6'5 senior, averaging 11.4 points and 6.8 rebounds a game. And a 6'6 senior, Camden Cook, averaging 2.3 and 4.5 points a game. One, two, three, four, five, four seniors starting for Tri-Village, and they have a total of seven on their roster. Tri-Village will move right to left. And getting into jump center will be Camden Cook. Jumping center for Dixie, moving left to right will be Owen Stevenson. And we'll see how this game goes. Bill Idle with you, along with Doug Brown, delighted to have you along with us here at Northmont High School. Southwest District, sectional. Northmont, number two, Dayton, number two, ball controlled easily by Tri-Village. And here come the battle-tested Patriots across the timeline with it this Prince goes left side top of the key they spoon it to Cook, Fling it down right side down low underneath Finkbein, spins, shoots lays it up and in Justin Finkbein scores 7.43 to go first quarter Cry Village leading 2-0 and Dixie brings it back the other way Emmerich across the timeline bounces, goes left side with it to Stevenson, Cole Huffman to Luke Miller back to Emmerich, fakes left goes right to hawk. Out to Cole Huffman. He'll penetrate in the lane. Gets it back out to Miller. Good defense by Tri-Village as they go man-to-man. Josh Sagerson's teams usually play really good defense. Elbow jumper put up by Stevenson is good! And Dixie ties it to a piece. 7-10 to go here in this first quarter of play. On the right side is Prince. He gets the ball out front to Finkbein. Pinkman gets it over to Wilson Suggs. Suggs back to Prince. Prince penetrates to the left baseline, gets the ball up to DeLong. DeLong back to Prince. DeLong goes to Suggs on the right side. Out front is DeLong. Three-point shot, no good. Ball rebounded by the by uh, Cook, and fight for the rebound and a foul called on the left side. And a foul called on Dixie's Connor Hawk, his first, team's first. Music Automotive, the place to get a digital inspection of your vehicle. At 402 Hay Avenue in Brookville. Out front. Shot taken from three-point land off the rim. No good by DeLong and a rebound by the Dixie Greyhounds. Down court is Emery. Gets it into the right corner. Luke Miller, baseline drive, cut off. Back to Stevenson, three pointer off the rim. Rebound battled for and brought down by DeLong, by Prince rather, of Tri Village. Prince throws away to the free throw line, picks up the dribble, down low to Finkbine, swings it back out to Cook. Right side they get the ball to Suggs, and then back down to Finkbine, to Cook, and back to Suggs again. Suggs gets the ball to DeLong, moving on the right wing. Down low they set it up, back out to DeLong, penetrates, goes into the left corner, three pointer launched away, and buried by. Wilson Suggs, and Tri-Village leads it 5-2 at the 5.48 mark here in the second or first quarter of play. Cole Huffman will launch a three off the rim. Rebound Finkbein. Back comes Tri-Village. 5.38 to go. Patriots up by three over the Greyhounds. With the ball left side as DeLong penetrates. Swings it back out front. Cook. Immediately they get the ball. To prints, I them. Mean, baseline drive to Long, penetrates, floater from six, no good. Gets his own rebound, lays it up, block, but fouled. Foul called on Dixie's Hunter Parker, or Cole Huffman, rather, his first. And the team's second, and at the line for two free throws, will be Wilson Suggs. Suggs' first free throw is up off the flange, no good. Tri-Village is shooting 66% from the line Suggs is a 72 and a half free throw shooter and or, and he hits the second of two and it is a 6-2 to two lead for Tri-Village the Patriots out in front they go man to man left side is Luke Miller comes to the top of the key swings it right side to Hawk into the corner Emmerich face right goes to the baseline picks up the dribble out front to Huffman Tri-Village with a little bit of a height advantage in this game. Back out to Huffman. Huffman dribbling up the right side as the clock goes under five minutes in the first quarter of play. And the score in favor of Tri-Village, 6-2. Pass goes into the lane and a traveling call called on Dixie. And Tri-Village gets it back as the Greyhounds turn it over. The Greyhounds were down by ten points in the third quarter against Waynesville and rallied back. Don't know if they can do that now. Against Tri-Village, a very tournament-savvy team. Left side, they swing the ball to the Patriots to DeLong. Out front of the top of the key is Suggs. Of course, that's why they play the game. You never know. That's right. Suggs penetrates. Goes up in the air, back out to Prince. Prince swings it right side to Suggs. Suggs tries to go down low on a whistle and a foul, and Connor Hawk may have picked up his second foul, and he did. And Connor Hawk with two fouls, the senior into the game comes Ethan Morgan 6 foot 4 junior 5.1 points a game 6.6 rebounds a game did not play the first time these two teams met ball to be thrown inbounds to Finkbine. triple teamed on the baseline picks the dribble up tries to go down low and the ball stolen by Morgan and picked up by Dixie and back to come the other way Cole Huffman, top of the key, right side, and Huffman getting caught, tripped up as he got rid of the ball by Tanner Prince, and Prince gets called for a foul. First on the Greyhounds, first on Tanner Prince. Prince on the first on the Patriots, I should say. Greyhounds with the ball underneath, swinging around, top of the key is Emery. Dribbles in, picks it back up to Luke Miller. Good long man-to-man defense. Miller launches a three and buries it, bullseye! Luke Miller and it is a 6-5 to five game 3.55 to go first quarter Tri-Village leading Dixie by a point, Patriots with the ball ball batted free, Allie Miller out of bounds and it was last touched by Miller good play by Miller filled the passing lane and he batted the ball and the Tri-Village player immediately put his arms down so he wouldn't hit it the long triggers it inbounds and Prince comes across the big end in the center of the court Goes up to the high post. Finkbein. Cook. Back down to Finkbein. Cutting through the lane. Away up good. The old give and go. And Finkbein with his second basket. He's got four and it's 8-5 Tri-Village. Three and a half to go. First quarter play. Huffman gets it to Emmerich on the right wing. Out front to Miller. Luke Miller goes right side. Now dribbles back to the top of the key. Goes to Huffman. Back to Emmerich. Emmerich swings it left side. Stevenson. Dribbling back out to Huffman. Cole goes back over to Stevenson. Launches a three. bounces around the rim. No good. pick line the rebound, and here comes Dry Village. Up by three, eight to five. All the way going down the court. Is Prince layup partially blocked by Emmerich and rebounded by Huffman? And down comes Huffman all the way. Into the lane. Kicks it back out front. They swing it around. Stevenson a long three from the left. No good, but he's fouled after the shot. Foul called on Wilson, Suggs, and Owen Stevenson. We'll get not one, not two, but three free throw attempts. 250 to go, first period of play. Trivilly eight. Dixie five. And the hustling hounds. Trying to stay close. Stevenson's free throw off the back of the iron. No good. second free throw going to be on its way from Stevenson. Then lanky lad lets her fly and it's short off the front of the rim needs to find it right in between he hit it too long hit it too short on 18 is behind the stands to the right after their exciting victory in their first against Versailles in the first game and he narrowed it Perfect for Owen Stevenson, 8-6. Into the game for Tri-Village is Braden Keating. And the ball stolen by Emmerich. He comes down court and Stevenson knocks it away. Down court to Sagester who lays it up and enters. Trey Sagaster came in the game. The son of Josh and a freshman player and he's got a layup and it's 10-6. Trey Sagaster averages 9.8 points a game for Tri-Village. Patriots by 4 Greyhounds with the ball 2.18 to go first quarter Dixie brought in Austin Marker with it is Emmerich Emmerich to Huffman off a screen from Morgan back to Morgan inside spins shoots from 6 short rebound Finkmine he gets it out to Trey Sagister and back come the Patriots the other way Sagister across the timeline picks up the dribble Finkmine Goes to the right side, gets the ball as Braden Keating swings it left side, the long back over to Keating on the right wing down low to Finkbein, spins, turns, shoots, scores Justin
2: Finkbein, Justin
0: Finkbein has 6 and it's 12-6 in favor of Tri Village over Dixie here at the one thirty mark here of the first quarter play Cole Huffman will launch a 3 and it's short and rebounded by Camden Cook never had to leave his feet down to Sagister Trey picks up the dribble goes back to Cook will launch a two-pointer He's had his foot on the line from behind the arc it's no good and Dixie gets the rebound marker across the timeline Stevenson one dribble left loses the ball and goes right to Finkbine. he tries to get it to Sagister and it's thrown out of bounds and it will be Dixie basketball the official knew which way he wanted to go he just pointed the wrong way that happens from time to time one zero three to go. Dixie to bring it in bounds. Greyhounds send in Hunter Parker. Huffman to Marker. Marker top of the key. Gets it to Morgan. Swings it over to Owens, but it's intercepted. And then Morgan steals it back. Or Huffman steals it back. And his pass cross court goes out of bounds. And it's Dixie basketball, and Josh Sagist is not happy with his own team's ball handling right now. And he may have called timeout. Dixie, I believe, has called the timeout. 47 seconds left. be back after this message on JimCitySports.com. <laughs> hey, everyone. Let's all stop what we're doing and take a moment. You see? Every moment can be kind of special. But they could be loud moments, goofy moments, dorky moments. It doesn't matter. Because every time dads like us take a moment like that to spend with our kids, well, it's pretty momentous.
3: So let's take a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit
0: fatherhood.gov.
3: Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
0: Try Village to bring the ball in. 47.1 seconds to go first quarter. Patriots twelve. Greyhound's Six sectional championship game at Northmont High School in Division Three, Ohio High School Athletic Association, boys' action. But the ball is Keating. Now they swing it around the left side, and then back out front to Sagister. Sagister goes right side, spins into the lane, floater from the foul line, in and out. Rebound fought for, brought down by Dixie's Cook. He turns, spins, shoots, no good, but he's fouled on the play. See who they call the foul on. Could have been one of any about two or three hounds. And they call it on Owen Stevenson. That is his first. And that is the team's fourth. Two free throws coming for Camden Cook. Twelve for Tri-Village, six for Dixie. Cook's free throw is short off the front of the rim. He will get ready to shoot the second free throw. 21.9 seconds in the game, and Prince will report back in for Tri-Village in just a moment. Second free throw is good, and Tri-Village leads 13-6. Prince back in, DeLong back in for the Patriots. Cook and Keating come out. Dixie bringing it across the timeline. 15 seconds to go, first quarter. 13-6 in favor of Tri-Village. Cole Huffman off a screen. Goes to the top of the key. Picks up the dribble. In trouble. Cross-court pass. Grabbed over there by Miller. Luke Miller tries to loop it down. A hook shot from way out front. Goes off the front of the rim. No good. We've played one. It's Tri-Village 13 and Dixie 6. Back in a moment after these messages.
3: Since 1960, Thrush and Son has grown to become one of the most trusted names in home improvement. In an industry where 94% closed their doors within 10 years, Thrush and Son has stood the test of time for three generations. As an award-winning GAF Master Elite Roofing Contractor, roof projects can be started within a week and completed in one or two days. If your home has storm damage or it's time for a new roof, siding, or windows, see why over 30,000 homeowners have chosen to trust in Thrush. In Brookville, Lebanon, Troy, and Urbana, that's thrushandson.com.
0: Back to Northmont High School. I'd like to mention that our thanks to all the fine folks here at Northmont, before we forget it, for helping us set up and get ready to go. Lifetime embroidery in Brookville has been around for decades, offering the best in custom work on shirts, T-shirts, sweatshirts, vinyl, and more. Call the professionals for all your embroidery work, as Chad and Ashley can do it all. When it comes to custom embroidery. 9378332676 or lifetimeembroidery.com, lifetimeembroiderybrookville.com. 13-6. Tri-Village leading after a quarter. Dixie to get it to start the second quarter. Dixie with two field goals, uh, two and a three in the first quarter and one of three from the foul line. They started out relatively cold, but part of that's good Tri-Village defense. Cole Hoffman with it. Man-to-man Patriot defense goes left side. Moving in. Shooting is Miller no good. Rebound brought down by Dixie. Grabbing the rebound was DeLong. He goes down court all the way. Layup is by Suggs is up and in. He's got six and it's 15-6. Try Village. They have scored seven unanswered points. Baseline drive. Stevenson gets the pass in the corner. Penetrates in the lane on the move. Lays it up and in. Owen Stevenson with five. He had eight in the first matchup between these two teams. 15-8. In favor of Tri-Village, 7.07 to go. Second quarter down, lows Finkbein all along. Layup, no good. He overshot it. Huffman quickly down court. With it for Dixie is Marker. And Marker drives in from the left side, layup short, and the rebound brought down by Tri-Village, and all the way comes Prince. He lays it up and is fouled by Cole Huffman. So Cole Huffman gets his second foul. And Tri-Village was Prince's well, Prince will have two free throws. That is the fifth foul on the Dixie Greyhounds. Prince has yet to score. Wilson, just to let you know, the leading scorers in that first matchup between these two teams, Wilson Suggs had 15 and 12 points for Justin Finkbine. Finkbine's already halfway there. For Dixie, the leading scorer in that game was Cole Hoffman with 13. First free throws, I said, is good. It's 16-8 to in favor of Tri-Village. Second one no good. And the rebound brought down by Luke Miller. And here come the Greyhounds back the other way. Nate Emmerich, a, fr- a sophomore, dribbling with the ball out front. Goes off a screen from Hunter Parker. They swing it back out front to Luke Miller. Launches a three, spins out. Rebounded by Emmerich at the free throw line. And he dribbles back out to the right side. 6.28 to go. Tri-Village by 8 in the second quarter. Swing it right side. Connor Hawk back on the court for Dixie. Stevenson with it on the right wing. Now it goes back uh, to Stevenson in the right corner. Stevenson dribbling back to Emmerich. Emmerich top of the key. Emmerich penetrates, goes into the corner. Connor Hawk, he'll penetrate, picks up the dribble, goes down inside. One dribble, and Dixie trying to go up. Was Hunter Parker, and he draws a foul. Looked like he was going to try to shoot and then changed his mind, but they're going to say he was fouled in the act of shooting. So Hunter Parker will get a pair of free throw attempts. 6.01 to go here in the second quarter of play. First free throw up and on its way, and it's off the rim, no good. After the storms come through and damage your property, contact Thresh and Sun Home Improvement. They'll get your home back up to snuff. 888-349-8889. 16-8 in favor of Tri-Village. Second free throw up off the flange twice and bounces away. No good. Dixie 1-5 from the foul line. Rebound Tri-Village down court. Sagaster behind the arc swings it up to the top of the key. DeLong launches a three. No good. Rebound on the floor. Picked up by Dixie's Hunter Parker. Here come the Hounds back the other way. Bounce pass left side, Connor Hawk in. He lays it up too hard. Rebound by Prince. And now the ball's knocked free, but Josh or Trey Sagister picks it up. And back come the Patriots. Tri Village 16, Dixie 8. We're in the second quarter. Out front to Sagister. Man to man Greyhound defense. Penetrating inside. Stop and shot. No good. Put up by Suggs. Rebound by Dixie. Here comes Emmerich with it down court. 5.15 to go. Second quarter. Still stuck at 16-8 in favor of Tri-Village. Driving all the way. On the move, Emmerich. Hook shot. No good. Rebound brought down by Finkmine. And here come the Patriots back the other way. DeLong across the timeline. DeLong goes off a screen at the top of the key. Goes to the elbow. Swings it out to Sagesser, Back over to Prince. Prince back to Suggs. Suggs drives in the lane all the way, lays it up. No good, but he's fouled by Luke Miller. Miller got part of the ball, but then he came down and whacked the arm, and that's what they called And 16-8 to at the 4.48 mark and two free-throw attempts coming up for Tri-Villages. They're simply trying to penetrate and draw the defense to him. Wilson Suggs, who led all scorers in the first matchup with 15 hits the first of two free throws and he has seven on the game and now it's 17-8 in favor of Tri-Village. Winner will play Green Dew. The Rams knocked off Gamble Montessori last night to advance to the district championship game. Suggs' second free throw is perfect and it's 18-8 in favor of Tri-Village. 4-44 to go second quarter. Dixie with the ball, double high post offense they hand the ball off with it and moving into the right side for the Greyhounds is Ashton Huffman who came into the game just a cousin to Cole Huffman in case you're wondering now Emmerich will launch a three it goes off the rim and Trace Hagerster gets the rebound for Tri-Village Patriots bring it down they won the first quarter 13-6 they're leading this quarter 5-2 down low they go to Finkbein baseline drive, layup off the rim, no good Rebound brought down by Stevenson. Down court comes the pass. With it and grabbing the ball for Dixie was Huffman. They get it over to the left side. Emmerich, his shot no good. Rebound fought for Connor Hawk fighting for it. He goes down and there's going to be a foul. And I think Tanner Prince may have got his second. Yep, Tanner Prince of Tri-Village gets his second in fighting for the ball. With Connor Hawk. Dixie to bring it in underneath. Think Vine coming out to get a breather here, Keating comes back in for Tri-Village ball to be thrown inbounds and out front Dixie gets it with it is Ashton Huffman, swings it left side and Emmerich will launch another one, this time he buries the three pointer Emmerich with his first basket of the game a trifecta and it's 18-11 swing it down low for Tri-Village, Logan Call with the ball call dials out front gets the ball over to keating and they swing it around to sagister sagister picks up the dribble goes to call high post back to sagister and he goes in the left corner he goes into the baseline and now back out front back to call call gets the ball to prince and good defense by dixie we're down to 315 to go with it is prince Right side, they get it to Suggs, penetrates, pops from 18, no good. Prince gets his own rebound, lays it up, no good, but he's fouled. Two free throws coming up from Suggs. Stevenson gets his seconds, and Suggs will go to the line for two more free throws. He's got eight in the game, he's three of fourth in the foul line. 3.06 to go, he launches it and it hits nothing but net and it's 19-11 in favor of Tri-Village over Dixie 3.06 to go second quarter Cole Huffman returns for the Dixie Greyhounds they need a spark offensively the second free throw is good six points for Suggs in the quarter ten in the game and it's 20-11 in favor of Tri-Village three minutes to go second quarter Dixie with the ball penetrating right side all the way in going up with the ball is Huffman and Ashton Huffman draws a foul foul called oh they got the wrong number there Ashton Huffman was the one that was fouled so Dixie brings it in with it is Emmerich Emery gets the ball over to the left side to Huffman. Back to Cole Huffman. Penetrates to Ashton Huffman. Fakes the three. Elbow J. Left side. No good. Rebound brought down by Dixie. Coming down with it is DeLong and he brings it across the timeline. Hands it to Suggs. Left corner they go to Keating. Back out front to Suggs. Suggs moves right. Now left. Penetrates to Keating. Call at the top of the key. Right side Prince. Back to DeLong, shoots from long distance, no good. The rebound brought down by Huffman. Huffman down court, goes to Cole Huffman. Cole launches a three, spins out, halfway down and came back out, 20 to 11. In favor of Tri Village, we're down to the two minute and five second mark. Penetrating, hands it off down low. The ball's batted away as they tried to get it to call, and it was knocked away from him. Dixie with it down court. Emrick's layup, no good. Fight for the rebound. Ball's on the end line, and it'll be Dixie basketball. Logan Call tried to pick it up, but he the ball was on the bound on the boundary when he was touching it. Thus, it becomes Greyhound basketball. Luke Miller in for Dixie. We'll set the Greyhounds lineup In a moment, Emmerich gets the ball out front. Ashton Huffman swings it to Luke Miller left side. Also out there for Dixie is Hunter Parker and Logan Miller. we we'll make that Ethan Morgan. Emmerich between the circles. Goes left side. Luke Miller with the ball. Off a screen from Morgan. Step back. Hands it over to the right side. Gets it to Hunter Parker. Over as Emmerich penetrates, throws up a floater. Spins out, but he draws a foul, and he'll get two free throws. Foul called on Wilson Suggs. That is his third foul of the game. So Suggs has three, and it'll be the one-on-one one for Dixie. Dixie needs to hit free throws. This actually will be a two-shot foul, I believe. off the flange, Dixie will get the second Dixie is 1 of 6 from the charity strike Trace Agaster into the game for Tri-Village One thirty-one to go second quarter Tri-Village 20 Dixie 11 we're going to have a substitute free throw as Tri-Village came into the lane too quick and so a substitute for Emmerich Austin Marker returns. Hunter Parker goes out. Emmerich with the substitute toss. In and out, off the flange or off the glass. Goes around the rim and comes out. Dixie can't find the ball. But they do steal it down at the other end. Coming from behind and making the steal is Huffman. Ashton Huffman down court. Gets it to Emmerich. Back to Huffman, gets it to Miller. Left corner they go. Picking up the dribble and a travel. Austin Marker picked it up and shuffled his feet. And at the 110 mark, Tri Village gets it back, leading in this game, 20 to 11. Greyhounds keep having opportunities, but they cannot. They have not been able to take advantage of them at this time, and they trail by 11. Prince across the timeline for the Patriots. Top of the key, Finkbine swings at the Keating left side. Sagaster tries, takes a three-pointer out front. Ball knocked out of bounds. It is off of Finkbine, and the ball goes to the Dixie Greyhounds You love cheering for your favorite team with friends and family? Then it's Public House, 67 South Main Street, is where you want to head. Down court for the Dixie Greyhounds. Nate Emmerich. Looks like Dixie may wait for one shot down by nine. Nick Worley says, let's hold it out. Now they come out to play defense, and Emmerich will roll right. Get the ball to Miller. Back to Emmerich. Penetrates in the lane. Kicks it over left side. Long three taken, and no good. Wide open three by Ashton Huffman, but the rebound, Tri-Village. And they get it down court. And DeLong will launch a long three. It bounces off the rim and off the... Clock behind the at the top of the scoreboard, and Dixie gets it back at the top of the backboard. I should say, and Dixie gets it back. Temp 18.8 seconds ago, 20 to 11 in favor of Tri Village. And Dixie with the ball as we head towards halftime. With the ball driving into the lane, as Emmerich picks up the dribble, we're down to five. Penetrating on the move is Austin Marker. Shot no good. Rebound Morgan. He goes up and is fouled. So Morgan will get a couple of free throw opportunities for Dixie. Dixie 1-7 from the foul line. If they'd have hit about half these free throws, it'd be a little bit closer game. Well, Morgan with two free throw attempts. Averages 5.1 points a game. 1.1 second left in the first half. Free throw up, no good. Dixie one for eight. The kids are going to miss free throws. That's just part of the game. But this has been in the (laughs) section of the entire team. As the second one's no good. We have come to the end of the first half. It is Tri Village twenty, Dixie eleven. We'll be back after these messages. Lifetime Embroidery in Brookville has been around for decades, offering the best in custom embroidery on shirts, t-shirts, sweatshirts, vinyl, and more. They're your one-stop shop for all that custom embroidery. 227 Market Street in downtown Brookville. Give them a call at 937-833-2676 or go to lifetimeembroiderybrookville.com. At the half, Tri-Village 20, Dixie 11. Tri-Village won the first quarter 13-6. They won the second quarter 7-5. And the story of this game is Dixie's struggles at the foul line. They are one of nine from the foul line in this game. They actually had more field goals in the second quarter than Tri-Village, but Tri-Village had five of six free throws, and that's why they were able to win the quarter. Here's the scoring for the first half. For Tri-Village, Trey Sagister, two. Wilson Suggs, ten. Tanner Prince 1 Justin Finkbein 6 Camden Cook has 1 6 field goals 1 was a 3 pointer 7 attempts in the line for the Patriots for the Greyhounds Nate Emmerich with 3 Owen Stevenson 5 and Luke Miller 3 Dixie with 4 field goals 2 two-pointers, 2 pointers 2 3 pointers 1 of 9 from the foul line for their 11 points so probably what Nick Worley may have been worried about more than anything is the shooting that and Dixie has had all kinds of trouble shooting here in the first half of play. To no? Twenty to eleven, huh? halftime. Tri Village against Dixie, and we hope you've been enjoying the action. Once again, our sponsors: I do, I do. Music Automotive in Brookville, Thrush and Son Home Improvement in Brookville, Bennett's Public Hall in Miamisburg. And lifetime embroidery in Brookville. And we'll be back in just a moment after these messages. It's 20 to 11, Tri-Village over
2: Dixie. Hello, Kubo. What have you got planned for today? Come on, this way.
5: Adventure can be found anywhere, but the best place to start is in the forest.
2: It's the most powerful magic there is.
5: Head outside to discover incredible animals. Wow. And beautiful plants that come together to create an unforgettable adventure. So grab your loved ones and explore a world of possibilities. Visit discovertheforest.org to find the closest forest or park to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the
2: U.S. Forest Service.
4: I loved playing high school sports. I loved the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, all the pageantry, and I wanted to keep playing. But I graduated. No colleges called and neither did the pros. So, to stay close to the game I loved, I decided to become a high school official. You know, a referee. When I played high school sports, I learned the importance of integrity, good sportsmanship, and respect for the rules. Now, as a high school official, I get to help model these same values to others. Maybe the colleges and the pros didn't call, but the kids in Ohio did. And now, I'm enjoying the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, and all the pageantry of high school sports all over
3: again. Interested in becoming a licensed high school official? Go to HighSchoolOfficials.com to learn more and begin the application process.
1: A Special Wish Foundation of Dayton has a new name. It is now a Special Wish Foundation Dayton and Southwest Ohio chapter. They now serve 20 counties in southwest Ohio and work with families whose children are being seen at Dayton Children's and Cincinnati Children's Hospitals. The organization has granted over 1,800 wishes to those children battling life-threatening illnesses. To find out how you can help make a special wish come true, log on to their website a specialwishdayton.org or call them at 937-223-WISH. A Special Wish Foundation is a 501c3 and all funds stay within the local community to support local children.
3: This is Larry Hanskin with Corey Thrush of Thrush and Son, the official home improvement company of the Dayton Flyers. You know, like the Flyers, a tradition of excellence. Thrush and Son since 1960. How have you guys been able to do it?
0: Well, Larry, like the Flyers, it's about integrity. And homeowners know they can trust in Thrush for roofing, siding, windows. And choosing Thrush and Son is always a home improvement slam dunk.
3: Well, speaking of that, they're the proud sponsors of the UD Dunk Camp. If you've had storm damage, get in touch with the folks at Thrush and Son. Go online, ThrushandSun.com.
5: For officials, the opponents, the rules, and each other. The result? It transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. <laughs> High school sports. There's so much more than just a game. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association.
0: Welcome back to Northmont High School. Bill Idle with you, along with Doug Brown, JimCitySports.com, and BrookvilleSports.com. Halftime score, Tri-Village 20, Dixie 11. Delighted to have you along with us. I would be remiss if I did not mention that at the end of April, the last Friday and Saturday in April, the Delta Thai Sorority Showboat will be taking place once again. And you're in it. And I will be in it. uh, Despite... Everybody trying to keep me out of it. So <laughs> now,
1: now, tell me why? Why do they want to keep you out of it?
0: I don't know. They're just—they're happy to have guys involved. I know that. That's what they fight for. They yeah. do a great job, and, and they, their money raised goes for scholarships and other things in the Brookville area. And it, it's fabulous show. Make sure you period them one of those nights. It starts at seven thirty on that Friday and Saturday. I think it's the 26th and twenty-seven. It's the last Friday and Saturday in April should be a lot of fun we're at the half let's go over the scoring again it's 28th and 29th i've been informed okay for yeah five if, if, if you don't get that right you're gonna be late or you're gonna be early something like that suggs has 10 prince one six for finkbein one for cook two for sagastu for dixie three for luke miller 5 for Owen Stevenson and 3 for Matt Emmerich the Greyhounds leading score on the season was Cole Huffman averaged 10.3 points a game and Luke Miller at 11.2 Luke's got 3, Cole Huffman is yet to score part of the reason Dixie's down by 9 points not to mention any other reasons like the free throw shooting, 1 of 9 and Tri-Village moving left to right as we get the second half underway and underneath the Finkbine lay reverse layup no good rebound Connor Hawk here come the Greyhounds pass it down court quickly Emmerich all the way scoop layup on the move is good Nat, Nate Emmerich makes it 20-13 to 13. Prince penetrates all the way tries to go to Finkbine off his hands out of bounds Dixie will come back the other way and no, now the official says it's off Dixie and the two officials are getting together and they're going to say it was off Dixie last so it will be Tri-Village bringing it in they throw it out front to Prince Prince, he's got DeLong, Suggs Thinkbine and Cook backdoor cut here comes Suggs, he lays it in 12 for Suggs and it's 22-13 in favor of Tri-Village here comes Dixie back down court the other way trailing by 9 Connor Hawk baseline drive gets it in the left corner Stevenson launches a 3 bullseye Owen Stevenson, and it's 22-16 Tri-Village by 6 at the 6.56 mark down court down low they go to Lay layup no good rebound brought down by Dixie Luke Miller Right side gets it to Cole Huffman. Left side Stevenson for three. He buys it! Stevenson now with 11 of back to back threes. The Dixie fans are standing and it's 22 to 19. Tri-Village by three, 6.30 to go. High post Finkbine. Get it to Prince. Back out front. They swing it over to DeLong. Back to Prince. Out front to Finkbine left side to Long back to Prince Prince gets the ball to Finkbein in the lane fall away from six around the rim and out and rebound Connor Hawk here comes Nate Emmerich down court Emmerich with it on the right baseline Cole Huffman swings it left side to Stevenson down in the corner to Miller and back out front Dixie sends it with it is Emmerich Tri-Village gets uh, on Luke Miller Looks like they're playing a matchup zone long three by Hawk. No good, and the rebound by Tri Village. They kept the three big guys inside, and it looked like a triangle on two. And the ball knocked around and falling on the court. Fight for the rebound, and there's going to be a foul called, or will, it will be called on Tri Village. Foul called on Camden Cook, who jumped on top of Cole Huffman. So at the 533 mark, down by three, Dixie will have the ball, trailing 22 to 19. We're in the third quarter of play. With the ball for the Greyhounds and across the timeline is Emmerich. Swings it left side. Hawk fakes left, goes into the lane, fakes, fakes it back out to Cole Huffman. Off his hand, but he saves it. And he's pushed by Connor, by Tanner Prince, his third, and team's second. And Trey Sagister comes in for Tanner Prince. 5.18 to go, third quarter. Greyhounds of Dixie 22, or trailing 22-19 to 19 to Tri-Village. Emmerich with it for the Greyhounds. Team down three. He'll launch a three.
2: He'll hit it! This game's deadlocked! Nate Emrick ties the game at 22.
0: With it is Suggs for try village. Thinkbine goes to Cook, back to Suggs right wing, off a screen free throw line. Lay takes a jumper, ball batted around. Thinkbine the rebound, goes in, lays it up around the rim, no good. Ball batted around. Dixie gets the rebound. Emrick on the on the right, uh, the left baseline. Here comes Emmerich down court. In the corner to Miller. Launches a three. He got it! Four straight threes by the Greyhounds. Timeout. out. Village. Dixie with lightning like suddenness. Leads at 25-22 at the 433 mark. Back after this.
5: Looking for future leaders we can believe in? Look no further than the high school student-athletes right here in Ohio. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It includes learning to listen, accepting responsibility, being a good role model. And it's about respect. The result, it transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association.
0: Music Automotive in Brookville is the place to go for all your vehicle's maintenance and repair needs. The music's located at 402 Hay Avenue features a digital inspection process where it shows you, the customer, everything their expert mechanic sees. Music Automotive's open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Just give them a call at 937-833-2886 or go online at musicautomotive.com. Well, it was 22-13, to Tri-Village, and Dixie's hit four straight threes. And the last one by Luke Miller has given Dixie their first lead of the game at 25-22. Tri-Village with it. 4-24 to go third quarter. Trey Sagister with the ball, top of the key. He goes bounce pass right side to Long. Gets cut off on the baseline. Double team. Gets it out of the short corner. Ball goes out front to Cook. Ball stripped by Stevenson, but Cook gets it back, goes down low with it as Suggs. And he's got it stolen by Cole Huffman. And back come the Greyhounds at the four-minute mark. Cole Huffman, right corner, the ball's batted out of bounds, and it's off of Dixie. Cole thought it was uh, deflected, but I think it last touched his hand as it went out of bounds. Dixie 25, 22 for Tri Village. With the ball in the backcourt is Keating for Tri-Village. Crosses the timeline. Man-to-man Dixie defense still. Top of the key cook. They swing it over to Suggs. Suggs goes out front to Trey Sagaster, Picks up the dribble. Goes down low to Finkbein. Layup up off up, up the rim and in. Using the glass, Finkbein now with eight. And it's 25-24. Dixie by a point. 3.30 to go. Left side. With the ball is Luke Miller. He goes to Connor Hawk. Launches a three no, rebound fought for Stevenson goes over the back on the rebound and will get called for the push from behind going over the top and his third but the team's first here in the second half 321 to go Thrive Village to have the ball Dixie brings in Hunter Parker and they also bring in Ashton Huffman down court in a hurry, and a foul called on Owen Emmerich, or Nate Emmerich. Emmerich reached in and got Suggs on the arm. 3.15 to go, third quarter. 25, Dixie, 24 in favor of Tri-Village. In the ball comes to Wilson Suggs in the back court, guarded by Emmerich. Suggs gets the ball, loses it down court. It goes all the way out of bounds, and it's off of Tri-Village last. Suggs went in. To the lane, lost his footing, and simply lost the ball out of bounds. 3.07 to go, third quarter, Dixie with the ball. Emmerich has Cole Huffman. He has Ashton Huffman. He's got Connor Hawk out there, and he's got uh, Parker out there. Off a of screen, Emmerich picks up the dribble, goes out front The Hawks, swings it right side, Cole Huffman. Cole bouncing to the free throw line. Let's go to the jumper. It's short, out of bounds. Ball thrown inbounds, saved by Dixie, but goes right to Trey Sagaster, who picks up the dribble in the backcourt. And here comes Cook with it, back to Sagaster, and here comes Tri-Village. Down a point, 25-24 at the 232 mark, and Cole Huffman gets his third foul, and that was not really a wise decision by Cole as he pushed Sagaster from behind. End of the game, Glugan call for Tri-Village. Luke Miller comes in for Dixie Tri Village to bring it in 25-24 Dixie by a point ball thrown inbounds to Keating goes left side Finkbein out front The call back to Keating on the right wing top of the key Trey Sagister launches a three wide right rebound Connor Hawk and Hawk is ri- grabbed from behind and fouled they may call it on call or they may call it on Finkbein they're going to call it on Finkbein, his first, team's third. Ball to be thrown in bounds by Connor Hawk. Been a fairly physical game. Seems to suit both these teams. 25, Dixie, 24, Tri-Village. Miller on the right wing, gets the top of the key. They swing it around. Back out front to Ashton Huffman, who walked out front. A little bit out of control and took an extra step and the ball comes back the other way. 25 Dixie, 24 in favor of Tri Village. 2.04 to go. Into the game for the Greyhounds. Austin Marker. He'll replace Aston Huffman. Well, it's Parker and Marker. Into the game for the Greyhounds. Ball thrown inbounds across the timeline comes Suggs. Goes between the lane legs, right side to get it over to Call. Think mine, left side Sagister, throws it across the time, across the court, out of bounds. And immediately Trey Sagister is taken out of the game and DeLong comes back in. Dixie by a point, we've been on this for a while and here comes Emmerich, high post Hawk off the screen, with it is Marker, Marker to Emmerich to Miller, to Emmerich between the circles we're down to a minute 32 to go Dixie up a point, Emmerich will launch a three, it's wide left, ball brain bounded by Dixie and up and off the glass Hunter Parker puts it in and it's 27-24 Dixie by 3 at the minute 19 mark Suggs working on Emmerich comes across the timeline bounce passes it to Finkbond they swing it back to em- to DeLong who dribbles in and he's fouled by Emmerich his second, team's fourth he knocked him with his hip off the side of his foot minute 7 to go 27-24 Dixie by 3 we're in the third quarter Cole Huffman back in ball to be thrown in by call, or they're trying to get it to call they get it to Keating in the right side DeLong made the inbounds pass Keating picks it up, goes back out front we're down to a minute to go here in the third quarter bounce pass right side stolen by Miller but he had his foot on the line great effort by Luke Miller he grabbed the ball but unfortunately part of his shoe was on the sideline and the steal goes for not and Tri-Village gets it back in with it is Keating, dribbling right side. Out front they go to Suggs, left side to Long, down low to Finkbein. Double team, lays it up, no good, but he's fouled. He got banged from the front, he got banged from the rear. And the foul called on Hunter Parker, his first, team's fifth. Finkbein at the line for his first two free throw attempts of the game. 27 Dixie, 24. Try Village, Finkbein's free throw is up off the front of the rim and in. Tri-Village, 8 of 11 from the foul line. Huffman now with 7. Or I mean Finkbein with 7. And Finkbein now with 10. I can't add. 6 and 4 is 10. 27-26, Dixie by a point. We're down to 43 seconds left here in the third quarter of play. With it is Cole Huffman. Spins between the circles. Now dribbles to the right, count now on, and he penetrates. Loses the ball, fight for it, it's on the ground, jump ball called. It will be Dixie basketball. 27.3 seconds to go, Dixie to bring it in, and leading by a point here in the third quarter of play. Four three-pointers has given Dixie the lead here in the third quarter. Ball thrown inbounds. Crapped down by Cole Huffman and he tries to save it as he was losing his control and it goes straight out of bounds and Nick Worley screaming and hollering so that went off of uh, Tri-Village where he was asking for a foul so anyway a turnover and we come back the other way well Dixie got tied up and then lost the ball out of bounds and now Tri-Village with a chance to take the lead as we come near the end of the quarter down low is Finkbine and a whistle and a foul on Dixie. And again, getting the foul was Hunter Parker, his second team six. We're down to 14.7 seconds to go. Six fouls on Dixie in the second half. Three on Tri-Village. Tri-Village to bring it inbounds. Finkbine, right side. Goes back to DeLong. Swings it to Keating. Shot short. Rebound saved inbounds. Seven seconds to go. Here comes Dixie the other way. Hawk with it baseline drive ball lost out of bounds it'll be dixie basketball underneath with 2.7 seconds to go and into the game comes owen stevenson for dixie he will replace hunter parker see if they can get it to stevenson they want him to shoot he's got 11 to lead the greyhounds in the game ball to be thrown inbounds they lob it to stevenson baseline fall away is short Rebound is not grabbed by anybody, and we've come to the end of the third quarter of play. The score Dixie 27 and Tri Village 26, back after these messages.
4: No matter the threat or where the front line may be, our armed forces protect and defend us every day. But what does it take to strengthen our service members and keep them focused on the mission? What does it take to keep our military connected to family, home, and country? It takes a force. Be a force behind the forces. Join the USO in helping service members and their families. Give today at csoio.uso.org.
3: Since 1960, Thrush and Son has grown to become one of the most trusted names in home improvement. In an industry where 94% closed their doors within 10 years, Thrush and Son has stood the test of time for three generations. As an award-winning GAF Master Elite Roofing Contractor, roof projects can be started within a week and completed in one or two days. If your home has storm damage or it's time for a new roof, siding, or windows, see why over 30,000 homeowners have chosen to trust in Thrush. In Brookville, Lebanon, Troy, and Urbana. That's
0: thrushandsun.com. And welcome back to Northmont High School. We go to the fourth quarter. Dixie with a good third quarter. 16-6. to They win that quarter by 10 points. They lead 27-26. Tri-Village with the ball to start the final eight minutes. Tagester will launch a three. And bad, and Tri-Village regains the lead. Freshman Trey Sagaster And at 7-46 it's 29-27. Tri-Village. With it is Luke Miller, right wing. Gets it the Hawk. Hawk dribbles in the lane, throws up a hook around the rim, no good. Rebound by Finkbine, and here come the Patriots. Patriots had a very bad third quarter, to say the least, shooting the ball. And with it is Suggs, top of the key, swings it right side, Sagister. Dribbles into the lane, right-handed running shot off the rim, no good. Rebound down to Connor Hawk, and he gets it over to Cole Huffman. And Cole Huffman comes down court gets it to Hawk, drives in the lane all the way, lays it up, no good affected by Finkbein who blocked the shot and Sagister gets the rebound and here come the Patriots leading by two at the 6.58 mark swinging around right side, Suggs drives in from the right side, layup, good Suggs with 14 leads all scorers and it's 20 31-27 Tri-Village with the first four point, first five points of the quarter and have regained the lead. Stevenson, to Cole Huffman. Huffman, yet the score in this game, gets at the hawk back to Huffman. He has been thwarted, goes all the way. His scoop layup on the reverse side, no good, and Finkbein the rebound. And Dry Village has taken over here in the beginning of the fourth quarter, in fact, about the last minute of the third quarter. Top of the key with the ball is the long to... Gets it over to Sugg behind the arc. There's Sagastor launches another three, and Trey buries it. Timeout, the Tri-Village Patriots, a full timeout. Sagastor with two threes has eight, and Wilson Suggs two, and it's an eight-nothing run to start the quarter, plus the last two of the third, ten straight points for Tri-Village. They lead it 34-24. In need a car maintenance or car repair, then Music Automotive on Hay Avenue in Brookville, the place to take your vehicle. They feature a digital inspection that lets you, the customers, see exactly what their expert mechanics see. 937-833-2886 or musicautomotive.com. Lifetime embroidery in Brookville, your one-stop shop for custom apparel, school apparel, and any embroidery on clothing and vinyl. 227 Market Street is where you find lifetime embroidery. Just give them a call. They're excellent artists. They will do the custom embroidery work right there at their facility. It's 937-833-2676 or lifetimeembroiderybrookville.com. And if you love cheering for your favorite team of friends and family, then Bennett's Public House, 67 South Main Street in Miamisburg is a great destination. Lots of big screen TVs, great food, great fun. Bennett's in Miamisburg, 937-866-4200. And Thresh and Set Improvement. 888-349-8889. 888-349-8889. They have been leading the home improvement business, done the best in roofing, siding, windows, doors, and remodeling since 1960. Go to thrushandson.com. Dixie brings the ball down court and immediately foul. Seth Cook, or correction, Keating. Keating gets his first foul, fourth on Tri-Village. Dixie down seven. As a 10-point run by Tri-Village. They get it top of the key. Hawk swing it left side and it's stolen. Here with the balls to long. Coast to coast layup good. 10 points to start the quarter plus 2 to end the third. And it's 36-27. Tri-Village flexing their muscles and taking the lead again. Winner to play Greenview next week. Cole Huffman. Free throw line. Spins outside to Stevenson for three. Short. Stevenson gets the rebound in the right corner. Goes into Hawk. Hawk in the lane. One dribble. Picks it up. Back out to Stevenson. Fakes left, goes right. Baseline to Hawk in the lane. Layup blocked by Finkbein. And here come the Patriots if they have taken control of this game. 5.05 to go here in the game. 36-27. It's a nine point lead by the Patriots. Well, the fourth quarter was what determined the regular season game and we're seeing the same thing here in the tournament game between these two teams with it is Keating to think fine layup blocked by Stevenson grabbed by Dixie with it is Huffman all the way down court shot good and it counts and a blocking foul called on Keating Cole Huffman's first basket of the game and it's 36-29 And he will go to the line to try to get a three-point play. Dixie, one of nine from the foul line on the game. 36-29. Try Village. Has come out quickly here in the fourth quarter. And the free throw by Huffman makes it 36-30. 4.37 to go. And Dixie, I believe, called timeout. It will be a 30-second Dixie timeout. Each team now with two timeouts left. Hope you're enjoying the action here on JuneCitySports.com, and then later on BrookvilleSports.com. And our fine sponsors are Music Automotive in Brookville. 402 Hay Avenue with a digital inspection process where it'll show you, the customer, everything their expert mechanics say. They're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 5. Give them a call, 937-833-2886, or go to musicautomotive.com. Lifetime Embroidery, been around for decades, offering the best in custom work on shirts, t-shirts, sweatshirts, vinyl, and more. Call the professionals for your embroidery work. Chad and Ashley can do it all, 937-833-2676, or lifetimeembroiderybrookville.com. Full court pressed by Dixie, and Tri-Village trying to break it. They're in the backcourt with it as Keating. They get it out to DeLong who pulls across the timeline. 4.25 to go, fourth quarter. Dixie down by six to Tri-Village. Sagister penetrates, gets it to Finkbine, lay in, it's good. Down court quickly, all the way, lay up, no good. But a foul called, I believe, on Finkbine. It'll be out of bounds and Dixie basketball Well, oh, foul called on Trey Sagister his first team 6 ball to be thrown inbounds by Dixie down by 8 38-30 out front they go to the time circle and with the ball was Emrick, and he bounces it down into the left corner where nobody was at, and it goes out of bounds, and the ball goes back to Tri-Village, 38-30. Tri-Village scored the first 10 points to start this quarter, and 12 in a row to regain the lead. Dixie trying to bounce back, 38-30. Tri-Village, out front the long, one-on-one, goes into the lane, Sagister, who's hit two threes in the quarter, make it three! The hat trick for Josh, for Trey Sagister here in the fourth quarter alone and it's 41-30. And Trey has 11 on the game with three, count them three, three pointers in the quarter. Dixie with the ball down by 11, three and a half to go. Out front is Emmerich, goes left side, with it is Miller, good defense put on him by Suggs, penetrates, hook shot, way short, whistle foul. Foul called On Wilson Suggs, that'll be his His fourth
2: fourth.
0: And Luke Miller at the line for the Dixie Greyhounds Now to say they need to make free throws now Is stating the obvious Two free throws for Luke Miller Eyes it, flies it, buys it 41-31, Dixie, down by 11 Do the Greyhounds have one last big run in them? or will Tri-Village manage to hang on second free throw up and good and it's 41-32 321 to go Keating in the backcourt breaks the pressure picks up the dribble gets it to Suggs Suggs has the ball to Finkbein nearly stolen by Dixie but Finkbein grabbed it Keating goes down on the baseline and he's fouled and that'll be a one-on-one now for Tri-Village as Keating will go to the line Foul called on the Greyhounds Emmerich, his third, team seventh. And Keating, who has one has not scored yet in the game, will go to the line for the one-on-one. And Keating lets it go and hits. He will have the second. On the season. Keating was a 55% free throw shooter Tri-Village as a team with 66.5% second free throw around the rim and bounces off but Finkbein gets the rebound for Tri-Village and the Patriots reset it, good work by Finkbein down low tapping it to himself with the ball over to the left side is DeLong, comes right under 3 minutes baseline, backdoor cut with it is Suds, he scores! 44-32, Tri-Village by 12. The fourth quarter has been Dixie's Achilles Hill against the Patriots in the 22-23 season. Long shot by Stevenson, no good, rebounded by Tri-Village. Tri-Village won it 16-3 in the regular season, and right now in this quarter they are up 18-5. Thus the 44-32 lead. With the ball is Wilson Suggs. Goes to Keating of Stry Village. Happy to run the clock. Foul on Cole. Huffman is fourth. And again Keating, who we just mentioned, shoots under shoots just over fifty percent, fifty-five percent for the season. We'll go up to the line for the one and one. He hit one and two a minute ago. free throw on its way and it's good he earns the bonus 45-32 Tri-Village extends the lead <laughs> Patriots on their way to unless Dixie puts on a mar- marvelous rally what appears to be a district championship matchup with Greenview. second free throw good all the way down court comes Nate Emmerich he drives the lane lays it in he's got 10 And it's 46-34, Tri-Village by 12, and with the ball. Prince across the timeline. And Owen Stevenson picks up his fourth foul as he fouls Keating. And Keating, who just hit two, will go to the line for the one-on-one one one last time. As after this, it'll all be the double bonus. uh, 12 points. Tri-Village lead. Free throw up and good by Keating. Well, this fourth quarter, and it started with about a minute to go in the third, a little over a minute to go in the third, Tri-Village started to extend their will in this game. They were down three and then just took over. Second free throw by Keating's good. He's at four in a row. And it's 48-34. 14-point Tri-Village lead. Cole Huffman drives, lays it up, and it falls through. He's got five. Timeout, Dixie. They will take a full timeout, and we'll be back in a moment. 48-36. Tri-Village over Dixie, 143 to go. The game is
3: over. But
0: this time, instead of asking how many
3: goals did you score, or what were your stats, try asking these questions. Were you a good teammate? Were you coachable? Did you give 100% and did you have fun? Because those are the values that school sports instill in Ohio's young people, where winning and losing are secondary to the life lessons that will stay with kids long after their playing days are over. This is the Ohio High School Athletic Association. Educate through sports.
0: Thrust and Son Home Improvements been trusted by families like yours since 1960. Mine. They can be trusted for any home improvement such as roofing, siding, windows, remodeling. You need any remodeling done? No. Okay. Well, if you do, you know who to call. Thrust and Sun Home Improvement. Thrust and Sun specializes in home restoration after Mother Nature unleashes her ferocity on your property. Contact Thrust and Sun for a free estimate at 888-349-8889 or go to dot I want to thank all four of our sponsors. And we thank every one of you for listening, and as you have all season. 48-36, Dixie trailing the Tri-Village Patriots. Stevenson steals the ball. He goes all the way, lays it up too hard. Rebound brought down by Prince and a foul. One thirty to go, and Dixie is now really basically let down to fouling and trying to take three for two or two for one depending on what happens in the free throws. Prince will go to the line. Cole Huffman is fouled out. The junior will be back next year. He fouls out with five points all in the fourth quarter. It'll be Prince at the line. Prince has one point on the game. He's got two free throws coming here. One of two from the foul line in the game. 48-36. Dry Village has put up a 22-point fourth quarter and make it 23. Everything they shoot now will be two. As they are in the double bonus. Second free throw off the rim, no good. Dixie gets the rebound. 49-36. Down court quickly. Miller, Stevenson. Stevenson penetrates on the move. Goes up and is fouled and will get two free throws. Owen Stevenson, one for three from the line in the game for Dixie. Foul called on Keating, that's his third. And it'll be the two-shot free throw for Owen Stevenson, a senior. Who helped lead the Dixie charge when they came back and took the lead in the third quarter. And managed to hold on going into the fourth quarter. But the fourth quarter has been all Patriots. Started by Trey Sagaster who hit a couple of Patriot missiles from long distance. And it's 49-37. Free throw's good. Stevenson will shoot the second. Finkbine comes out for Tri-Village. Minute 21 to go. Second free throw is good. And the ball to be thrown inbounds. Down court they come. With it is Suggs. He'll go into the lane, spin, and come back out. And Dixie's Miller fouls him. And that's his second. And Suggs will go to the line. He's got 16 points on the game. And we'll have two more free throws.
1: I got an upset for you.
0: Yeah, they one on me.
1: In baseball, the Wright State Raiders defeat the Kentucky Wildcats 12-9.
0: Okay. In baseball. In baseball. Free throw in and out. Of course he gets the second. Tri-Village is taken over in the fourth quarter, just as they did in the first meeting between these two teams. Only it's been a bigger blowout in this quarter than it was in the regular season. Second free throw, no good, rebound, Dixie. Driving the lane all the way, Emmerich and Finkmine rejects it with some prejudice. <laughs> you think? 108 to go. 49-38. Thanks to Doug Brown and JimCitySports.com for allowing me to broadcast this on because of the technical difficulties we've had on ours. Stevenson, left baseline for three. He's got the hat trick. And it's 49-41. Not over yet. Not over yet. Half court. Foul, Emmerich picks up this fourth foul as they send Keating to the line again. Keating's hit four in a row and five of six. And we'll go to the line for two free throws. 54.7 seconds to go. Eight point Tri-Village lead. Free throw short. Still a glimmer of hope for the Greyhounds. Here it comes. It's good. 49-40, 49-40, or 50-41. to 41. Down court comes Dixie. Miller penetrates in, picks up the dribble to Emmerich. Dribbles into the lane, bounce pass Hawk. One dribble, fall away, hook short. Rebound Connor Hawk, fights for it out of bounds. Dixie saves it off of Tri-Village. Stevenson with a nice play. Dixie not going down without a fight. Been their best season in years. They are 19-5. And the ball to be thrown in. Hawk in the left corner. Hawk penetrates. Bounce past right corner. Three-pointer launched. And drilled by Austin Marker. Timeout Dixie. And it's 50-44 with 31 seconds to go. Dixie has one timeout left. Well, the Greyhounds, again, not going down without a fight. 50-44. This quarter it's been a 24-point quarter for Tri-Village. They had 26 through the first three quarters. Dixie has had 17, but boy, that 24-point quarter has what turned this game around. So great effort by the Hounds. They're still not out. of, still got some hope, but they need a steal in a basket. Trailing by 6, 50-44 with 31 seconds to go. I'd
1: like to Thank you for uh, uh, taking me around today, too.
0: Yeah, I got you out of the house.
1: Yeah, finally.
0: The cat but, will be pleased about that. Oh God,
1: don't get that thing in mouth. My... <laughs> I just want to remind everybody that coming up next Friday night or Friday afternoon at three o'clock, we'll we'll be doing the University of Dayton baseball as they take on the Eastern Illinois Panthers at three o'clock. Should be fun. It's, it should be. Hopefully, well, they got new turf there, so it's, it's going to be hard to rain out.
0: Yes, they do. All right. Ball's inbounds, foul call on Dixie. Marker gets his first. We'll go to the other end. And Keating will once again shoot a pair. Keating has six points. Eight points. No, two four, six points. Six of eight from the foul line in the game. Make it seven out of nine. Fifty 51-44 Stevenson in for Dixie. Keating trying to give the Greyhounds an eight-point lead, and he does. It's a three-possession game, 52-44. Emmerich goes to Hawk, penetrates, drives in, lays it up and in. Connor Hawk's first basket of the game, 52-46. Keating fouled in the backcourt. We're going to get Connor Hawk. Yep, Connor Hawk gets his third foul. And Katie will once again go to the charity strike. He is eight of ten from the foul line in this fourth quarter and in the game. First free throw, no good. 52-46. So it'll main stay a three-possession game, but only 14.4 seconds to go. And he makes the second. And that pretty much will ice it. 53-46. Try village down courts Emmerich, picks up the dribble he goes to Stevenson for three shot no good, rebound Emmerich three pointer taken from the corner and buried by Marker makes it 53-49 Dixie down four and 1.5 to go I think they gave him a couple more points than two, three. That's nine. One, two, three, four. Five, uh, four. Eight, eight and nine is seventeen and five free throws for Dixie. There's twenty-two. Yep, that's forty-nine. Maybe they had Tri-Village to score wrong. It's fifty-three, forty-nine, Tri-Village by four. One and a half seconds to go. What a great year for the Dixie Greyhounds. Nick Worley and the entire Athletic Department of Dixie's got to be proud of this team as the entire New Lebanon community. They showed up today. They showed up today. They had a losing record last year. They did not win a game four years ago and Nick Worley has built them into a team that made it to the sectional semifinal or the sectional finals and gave Tri-Village a perennial power, all they wanted in this game. 53-49 ball inbounds we've come to the end of the contest. Final score. Final score. Dixie on the strength of a 27-point fourth quarter. Wins, or not Dixie, Tri-Village on the strength of a 27-point fourth quarter. Beats Dixie 53-49. to And that will be our final from Northmont. We'll be back with some final thoughts in a moment after these messages.
3: Oh, hi. Right now I'm getting a remarkably heartfelt bear hug from Smokey Bear. Thanks, big guy. Now, if you could let me down... (coughs) See, I made sure there were no low-hanging branches when I set up my campfire, and before we left, I drowned out my campfire, stirred it, drowned it out again, then made sure it was cold. <coughs> Visit SmokeyBear.com to learn tips to prevent wildfires.
5: Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires.
2: Oh hi! Right now,
3: I'm getting a remarkably...
5: This is what matters. This is beyond X's and O's. This is the difference mutual respect makes. This is what character looks like. This is what defines us in Ohio. This is sportsmanship. School sports. It's not the outcome that matters most, but the way the games are played. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators
3: Association.
5: They'll challenge your authority, because that's what kids do.
3: But this car is your territory, and in here, your word is law. So when you say you won't move until everyone's buckled up, you won't budge an inch. Until you hear that click, never give up, until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. For more information, visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup.
0: And welcome back to Northmont High School. My addition has Tri-Village with 55 points. <laughs> and I think that's what they had. They took two away from them. 55 to 49, I'm putting in as the final score. Tri-Village by uh, six points. Tri-Village scoring. Trey Sagester with 11, and he sparked that fourth-quarter rally with three threes to start the quarter. Dalton DeLong with 2, 16 for Wilson Suggs. There were 2 points for Tanner Prince. Braden Keaton, you had 9. Justin Finkbein, 12. 15 field goals, 4 3-pointers of those. 19 to 28 from the line for 55 points. For the Dixie Greyhounds, Nate Emrick, 10. 16 for Owen Stevenson. Hunter Parker, 2. 6 for Austin Marker. Connor Hawk, 2. Luke Miller, 8. Cole Huffman, 5. 18 field goals, 9 two pointers, 9 three pointers, and 6 of 14 from the line for 49 points. Dixie finishes a fine year at 19 and 6. Tri Village advances to the district championship. They are 20 and 6. I want to thank our fine sponsors, Thrush and Sun Home Improvement, Music Automotive, Bennett's Public Al, and, of course, um, Lifetime Embroidery. Thanks, everybody, for listening. The final score here today, the Tri-Village Patriots, 55, the Dixie Greyhounds, 49. Thanks for taking your time to listen to this presentation. I'm Bill Idle. Once again, the final score, 55-49, Tri-Village over Dixie. Until we meet again, thanks
2: for your time this time. Have a pleasant good afternoon, everyone.